Welcome to another episode of Cut the Foreplay. My name is Nadia Fabry. I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away. Today is a good day. Today is a day that I answer all of your questions. Every season, I like to throw in a Q&A because, I mean, I don't want to take this love for granted. I just don't want to go on forever like things don't change in our relationship. It truly does. And uh, I think it's important for us to get reacquainted every year so you know what version of myself I am and if it matches where you are, you know? What I'm trying to say is, long story short, I'm just here to court you every single time. I'm not here in our relationship to take a shit with a door open. <laughs> Although I do applaud couples that can do that. Sidebar, before we start, I just found out that John Lennon and uh, Yoko Ono used to do that. They got two custom-made toilets and they put them side by side so they used to take their morning dumps together. Like, what about that is a love language? Like, you look over your, your partner and you're both popping veins trying to, like, push one out? Like, but I'd be gagging. Please don't sign me up for that kind of affection. <laughs> So I went on social media and I asked you guys what you wanted to know about me and anything else in this world, and you answered the question. I've got a bunch here, so I thought it would be smart to separate them into four categories. Why? Because <laughs> I'm a Virgo and I have to organize absolutely every fucking thing in this life. Category number one is full of unnecessary questions that you didn't need to ask me, but you sure fuck fucking did. Category number two is work-related questions, because for some reason you guys care about my work life. Category number three, love life and life life questions. That one's gonna be hella steamy. By that I mean it's gonna be me sweating because I'm trying to avoid answering those questions with sincerity. Category number four, favorites. It's gonna be rapid fire where I tell you all my favorite things. That's all I got. Let's start. The first question that I'd like to answer is uh, one that I got from Twitter that just says, tell me why, question mark. I know they say you shouldn't answer a question with another question, but I have to ask, am I your fire, your one desire? Also bringing it to another single, am I sexual? I remember I used to mouth that part instead of singing it out loud when I was a kid because I knew what it meant and I felt really shy doing it. But there are other songs like, I'm horny. <laughs> And I just used to like sing it in the car. My mom would be driving, probably getting a seizure. The other one that I remember singing is, um, there's a song. Well, I can't remember what, what the title is, but it, the lyrics are, don't want no short dick man. And then it, the chorus goes, eeny wee, eeny wee. I can't remember what it was called, but I remember singing it on a, on a trip one time, uh, just in the back being like, don't want no short dick man, uh, as a fucking seven-year-old and my mom was like Nadia you can't say that and I was like bitch why are you limiting me step off another question that was extremely unnecessary so I'm gonna answer it was what came first the chicken or the egg according to Lil Jackie and her hit single um what came first the chicken nugget or the egg McMuffin I've got talents and I've got tits I don't know if that really answers your question but great lyrics and I think she deserves more credit than she's gotten two-parter number two uh, time is not linear so it doesn't really matter because there's no first or last everything is kind of happening right now and you're too limited in your physical form to actually be able to decipher that what was harder to get over britney and jt or jen and brad Ooh, i should have put this under the most relevant question ever i would have to say brad and 
Jen. Because I still feel a little bit of a sting when I think about that present day. I don't know what it is. Like, more recently, they did a table read for a throwback movie. I can't remember what it was. It was, a, it was some, some random movie. And uh, they read a scene together, and I was just watching them, and I was like, Ah, oh, mommy and papi have split. And I was really sad about that. And it's been umpteen years. You know this about me. I love Britney Spears so much. She's a demigod, free Britney, living for everything that she's ever done. But Justin Timberlake is so fucking annoying. Something about him. I just want to, you know, gen but not so gently hold a pillow over that man's face. Him and his fucking noodle hair. So fucking annoying. <sighs> well, have I expressed myself uh, sufficiently to convey my hate? With that being said, can't lie, NSYNC has some bangers and early JT bangers. But I think it's him on SNL that's so annoying. He's just kind of like smug, you know? He's like, look at me. I'm on SNL. And you're like, shut the fuck up, Justin. I can't keep track of the number of questions that we have, so I'm just gonna make up numbers. Moving on to question number six. What else can I motorboat? So I'm assuming that you've done the titties. Um, uh, number two, anything that's fleshy and circular. So an ass would be the second option. A third would be balls. Now, these are the only circular things that I could think of on the human body. Um, if I'm wrong and clearly missing something, tweet me, let me know. It's Nadia Favorite. So. The second one, be warned that if you motorboat someone's ass, it's very likely that you're gonna get pink eye. And if you don't believe me, just rewatch Knocked Up and look at Jonah Hill. What is the conspiracy theory that you'd secretly like to start? Oh, I haven't thought about this one too much, but I think I would like to revisit Mandela Effect. And if you don't know what the Mandela Effect is, then... God, even explaining it will make me feel unhinged. Um, uh, a woman surveyed a group of people asking them when Nelson Mandela died because she remembered it being in the 80s and some people remember it being like about a decade ago. And then the group was split in two because people actually had alternate memories. So it became a theory called the Mandela Effect where people actually remember things differently from most or some of the population. An example would be Febreze. I remember it's spelt as F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E. -E -E, and when you look on the internet, it only has one E. So it's spelt Fabreza. <laughs> so as the theory stands right now, they say that we, there was some kind of glitch somewhere and we veered into a parallel universe where everything kind of looks exactly the same, except one or two things are different. And it's so silly when I reiterate it to you right now, but if you read the threads and if you go deep in that Reddit vibe, I swear to God, when you come out, you will question everything. I read it and I was shit scared for days. I would like to bring that back because I get re-scared all the time and nobody wants to listen to me. <laughs> Which movie sequel would you erase from history? I mean... Sequels are hard to pull off. I feel like once you've achieved perfection, you should stop trying. So Mean Girls 2, why the fuck, why? To be fair, it has nothing to do with Mean Girls, the original, because Tina Fey wasn't on it, the original cast wasn't on it, but still, just don't tarnish the name, you silly motherfucker. Number two, I love how both of them are like extra feminine, but Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2 can suck my dick, oh my god. So when I was younger, I used to read all the books. Yes, I know. Feel free to make fun of me and I will say it with my whole fucking chest again. I love Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I read all four books and then 10 years later when I was in my 20s, she released a fifth book and I fucking pre-ordered it and read it back 
to front. No, I read it front to back. I read it back to back. What's the word? Back to black. That's an Amy Winehouse single. But I read the whole damn thing. Every single word. Almost cried over it. So I really like The Sister of the Traveling Pants is what I'm trying to say. And that I'm really upset that the second uh, movie squashes in all three other books in that first part. So everything's kind of mashed up and doesn't make sense. And America Ferrera was going through something at that time because one of her eyes just kept on fucking twitching and I couldn't notice anything but that. <sighs> but you know, all three of the Matrix movies were absolutely perfect and so were the high school musical ones. <laughs> what time is it? Summertime. It's a vacation. And yes, my favorite song from High School Musical is Status Quo. Thank you for asking. How sweet of you. I've given these the following um, uh, trajectory because they're getting more and more personal. We've entered the work-related section. The first question that I want to tackle is, would you consider having fans as a guest on your podcast? Mm, I know that uh, after Corona is the new inshallah, but <laughs> after Corona, I feel like that could be a vibe. We could make it happen. Maybe we could have a little competition. And whoever wins will be forced to talk to me, essentially. And whoever drops the spirit stake. Ghost Hades. After Corona. Will you ever start a YouTube channel? Oh my gizzles. A YouTube channel. That seems like a lot of work right now, to be honest. I like doing those little videos because they're fun and they tickle me right in the anus. But like a full-on YouTube channel to be professional and be like, oh, hey guys, welcome to my channel. Whew. Um, for now, we're gonna, we're gonna, well, for now, we're gonna say no. But that could change in the future. How's the new job going? Oh my god, boyfriend material over there. The new job is going good. I cannot complain. Do you need more than that? <laughs> Clearly a glimpse of what it's like dating me. How's your new job, Nadia? Good, can't, can't complain. But if you want to ask me whether Michael Faraday was living through a dynamic timeline or a fixed one in Lost Season 5, then I can talk your fucking head off. <laughs> I'm built very poorly. <laughs> Most memorable moments presenting. Oh, I would have to say when I was working at Radio Africa, when I was working at XFM, I had this um, program controller who kind of oversaw all of the stations, the sister stations. You know, he liked to push my buttons and little did he know I have no buttons. You know, I'm kind of like, I have buttons in my personal life. I don't have buttons in my work life. I'm kind of just like a robot. I go in, I do my work. I listen to the criticism. I fix what was criticized and then that's it. Like there's no emotion there. I remember when he realized that the, the power dynamic had shifted because I really didn't have those buttons he wanted to push. It was just so much fun to, to, to essentially make him bend over and stick my fist right up his ass. And it was the greatest thing I'd ever done. So I guess this isn't really a presenting moment, rather like the office you know, drama that comes with being a radio host. But I remember I used to come in at about n like 9.05 or 9.01 and then you get really upset because my time to report was exactly nine o'clock because you got to do an hour of prep before you go into the show from 10 to 2. And so the one minute or the two minutes where it was off, he would get so angry and send me these formal emails and CCHR and say, this is a warning, you're late and blah, blah, blah. So one time I wrote this formal letter back very eloquent and then I signed off better late than pregnant Nadia Favory and it was <laughs> 
And just in case he didn't see the email, I printed one out, signed it, and left it on his desk. The final question on the work-related topic is, how did you start your career? And people DM me this often because I feel like radio or media entertainment in Kenya is kind of a very closed-off field and it's hard to break into it. And I respect this question for whatever reason it is that you sent it to me. But um, uh, many moons ago, I saw a poster that said presenters wanted, and I always wanted to do this or a derivative of this, use my voice in general. Yeah, so I auditioned and they handed me a piece of paper that had a script for Mr. Price. There were three characters, a young boy, a grandmother, and a woman in her 20s, and they had highlighted the woman in the 20s for me to read, and I was like, do you mind if I do all the characters instead? And of course, I pulled out some voices and they were like, why the fuck are you like this? This is great. Be with us. And I was like, what? <laughs> Okay. And then, you know, eight years down the line, here I am. Okay. It's come the time. The time has come. Come has the time it. The time coming it has. For me to answer the questions about love life and life life. Number one. What do you value most in life? Jesus fucking Christ. These are going to require sincere answers and I don't like that. <sighs> I'm wearing chiffon. I can't sweat in this. Okay, Nadia, you dumb bitch. You can do it. Turn on that sincerity. Dunzo. Okay. What do I value most in life? I think what I value most in life is my friendship with myself. I think it's super crucial to my existence that when people leave the room, I still feel like it's full because I'm the one that's in it. I like to walk past mirrors and immediately be like, oh, look at that little snack. I want to fuck the shit out of you because you're great. But that's obviously an oversimplification of, of what I'm trying to say. Essentially, like, you know, when you think of someone and then you kind of like smile because you're like, oh, that's that person's great. I want to feel that way about myself constantly because I think things around you are always changing but you are always there with yourself all the time forever and for always until you perish yup that's what I got also I learned that like when people die a few seconds after they shit themselves because their muscles get all loose cool that's just nuts <sighs> Yeah, Allah, I'm already sweating after question number one. Uh, question number two. Okay, to balance it out, I'm gonna go heavy, not heavy, heavy, not heavy. <laughs> I love how I'm telling you because I'm really trying to reassure myself. Not heavy question is, what's your go-to activity when you're procrastinating? So I have two modes only. One where I am so disinterested in any work that I'm doing and then the other one is that like I cannot sleep because I want it to be the morning so I can do said work and there's no in between for me so when I'm the version of me that doesn't care I really don't fucking care I could have something that's due and I'll look at it and be like me that's the other Nadia's issue and then the other Nadia that's overachieving Susan yeah nothing gets in her way absolutely fucking nothing if I have something that I'm gonna do and I want to do it I will accomplish accomplish it and there will be no obstacles and if there are obstacles I will sit on the obstacles faces I just am aging into my mother and I can tell <laughs> somebody hold me tell us about your love life <laughs> 
Um, uh, I, whoa, I don't know if I want to dive into details. Are you asking because you want to sign up? Because I have a very generic, like, skeleton kind of sheet that you can sign up if you're interested in dating me. There's currently a backlog, uh, but I will get to it ASAP. Believe me. How about this? If I had to describe my love life in three words instead, that way I don't overshare and that way you get something out of this. Three words to describe my love life. One, eventful. Two, fun. Three, messy. <laughs> Mama likes a good mess though. How the fuck did you get so sarcastic? This is a question that people ask me very often on, on the interwebs, especially Twitter. And I w want to clarify this. I don't think I'm a sarcastic person. And I know you're all like, <laughs> I don't know why you're making that sound, but like it's for some reason in my head you are. I would say if you have to break it down to a form of humor, it'd be more wit than sarcasm. Because sarcasm, I feel heavily insinuates that I'm like making fun of something. But I feel like I'm not not making fun of anything. I just sound insincere all the time. It's my gift, my curse. Uncle Ben, I love you. Why do you die in every version of Spider-Man? And why are they still making so many fucking Spider-Mans? What is your take on astrology? Oh, wait. My godliness. Um, I did mention being a overly meticulous Virgo in the beginning. I think there's certain things that feel like they're true, but most people say that it's so generic that everyone can point and be like, oh, that's similar to me. I also have kneecaps. So I feel like... If I gave you an essay about a very broad, random topics and you were able to relate to one of them and be introspective and then change and be better because of it, then it worked. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, I'm some kind of soothsayer. It just means psychologically you pick up on the things that need work in your life and then you fix it. So does that make sense? But I do have to say some of the things are true. Like Virgos are like grounded, but too organized. It's kind of gross because I definitely see that in my Myself. A lot of the Libras I know are playful, but very fickle. Like, make up your fucking mind, man. Scorpios are super intense and always think they're right. That's all I got. I don't remember the rest. <laughs> you have many introverted traits, only that you talk a lot. A lot is capitalized, by the way, in this question. Are you a closeted extrovert? Ooh, that's a... I mean, I feel like you're attacking me a little bit there. <laughs> Am I a closeted extrovert? Um, I'm definitely not a shy person and I definitely talk a lot, but it's a very limited version of me in the sense that if I go out with a group of people and I'm constantly mingling for like two, three hours, I, I definitely need to get the fuck out of there and go home and spend time alone in order to recharge. Like, I don't understand how actual extroverts can hang out with people and then they're like, yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm just like battery low. I need to go be by myself read a book, put on my Tibetan bowls, and fucking smell some essential oils. Okay, so the next question uh, that I need to tackle, and I, I'm trying to gather all the multisyllabic words that I have so I can properly explain how I feel about this situation. Someone asked me, would you date someone with the exact same personality or character as you, basically a copy of you? It's not a matter of whether I would or wouldn't. It is the fact that it is my true ultimate fantasy to do exactly that. If I walked into a bar and I was standing there on the other side, I would walk up to me and be like, hey girl, I reserved a seat for you. It's my fault. 
fucking face. And then I'd walk back out of the bar and then walk back into the bar and then say, hey girl, can I push your stool in? <laughs> oh my God, I would never say that. I would never say that. That's terrible. Um, but I would uh, go hit on me. And I think we would have a good time. And I think this Nadia would show that other Nadia a great fucking time, but I don't think I would date me. I think it would be like a one night stand and everyone would achieve all the things they want to achieve, but then that would be it because dating, like long-term in a relationship with myself, absolutely not. Honey, two tops don't make a right. I mean, it's a little weird to go from a topic where I talk about mangling myself sexually to the next wholesome content, but someone asked me what I wanted to be as a kid, and I remember specifically telling my mother that I wanted to be a thief because I was, like, minimal effort, great reward, and she was like, do you realize that, like, if you are a thief, you have to take from other people? And my little pea-sized brain as a seven-year-old was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> But I do remember watching Mrs. Doubtfire when I was a kid and then there are all these different voices at the beginning of the movie and when it actually starts you see that it's Robin Williams doing all of them. I just could not fathom that that was a possibility that someone could do that and um, yeah from then on I was like holy moly imagine if I could just say things and I would get monies. So Audio porn is hopefully where I'll end up eventually. It looks like we are at the end. Although we've come. I can let go because if I let go, it means it's the end of the episode. If it means it's the end of the episode, I get to sit in my underwear and watch TV. So fuck y'all, let's do it. It's time for rapid fire. This edition is favorites. Number one, favorite cereal. Ooh, a long time ago when I was a kid, my favorite cereal was corn pops because it was sugary and delicious. But now as an adult, I'm allergic to corn. So I can't consume that. Instead, I eat fruit and faiba. It's not called that. It's just fruit and fiber. But I really do think that they put too many damn raisins in there. Just chill. So instead, what I do is that I take out the raisins that I don't need and I put them in a little baggie and then I mix them as a trail mix for later. <laughs> so smart. Live that vegan life. Number Number two, favorite movie quote, easily, 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 super bad. Um, that part where Jules and uh, it was Emma Stone essentially and Jonah Hill are sitting there and she goes, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. And he goes, Jules, the funny thing about my back is that it's located on my cock. <laughs> yes. Oh, fucking, he, that was so good. So good. Favorite band. Oh, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. If you've never heard them, they're absolutely fantastic. They're heavily folked to the point where they almost sound country. But if you call them country, I will fucking backhand you. They made the song, the hit single, Son of a Bitch, AKA SOB, but the rest of their stuff is uh, even better. To quote uh, Frank Ocean, the best song wasn't the single. What does Chapati go best with? Oh my God, how dare you ask me that question? First of all, let's put this out there. Bread or bread derivatives are the superior carbs forever and for always. Honest to God, like I would eat Chapati with anything. If you just gave me a Chapati, I'd just have it with a glass of water and I'd be very happy. If you were just like, hey, there's no extra. I would just use it as a little cloth on my forehead, eat with my sweat. And I don't give any fucks. Chapati is absolutely everything. So thank you for asking me this question. I would have to say a solid chapati, because I'm vegan. I know, you know, I easily, because I'm from the coast, I could say chapati samakekupaka. <laughs> Delicious, but I don't eat that anymore. So I'm gonna say chapati and a simple spicy maharagwe. That is the way forward, my friend.
Damn, that was actually the most personal question yet because that's serious. I that's very serious. I take this very seriously. Hey, aka garlic naan can slap very well for dinner. Puri, pita bread, rice, spelt, tepla. Mm, 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 mm. And our last and final question, someone asked me what the best piece of advice or best quote that I have personally, and it's very simple. I like to say this both to myself and to other people, and it's, life's short, man. Live it with an open mind, an open heart, and open legs. Amen. Amen. <laughs>